So what should our icebreaker be? Dude, I want to talk about the trailers and stuff that were released this morning. Gotcha. This morning? There is uh there was more clips. Wait, is well, it filming? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it filming? <laughs> All right. All we're right. recording? Jordan White mentioned you in their story. I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> he was oh, just no. taking a picture right now. Like, oh. I'm into a good story. Oh, okay. I'm into a yeah, good yeah. story for once as to where I'm not putting you on blast. But, <laughs> that's uh, why That's why I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's up, everybody? I'm Jordan. Oh, we're starting? I guess we're starting. I thought, I thought we are starting our banter. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, but we always have, have the icebreaker on while we're yeah, recording, we're, though, right? No, the icebreaker is... No, icebreakers usually we start talking and then in the mid after we stop that icebreaker moment, then oh. we introduce. Yeah, we usually. just need to make sure we catch all of the icebreaker, not just like mid conversation. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, should we start with the icebreaker? Yeah. Well, wait, wait. Let's talk about the the what's it called? The the trailers and stuff that I saw this morning. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Did you uh, see the fight scene between the SWAT? And Venom. And Venom. Yeah. I saw that last night on Instagram. Actually. Yeah. 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 It's. Oh pretty cool you see i'm it? left out you didn't see that no oh yeah i saw it this morning i was like whoa that was pretty cool mm-hmm. i do like the animation that's going on there yeah um the cgi is starting to look better and better yeah and, better. and then um dark phoenix i didn't see anything i didn't see that dark one phoenix. yeah dark yeah dark phoenix it has you know it has that x-men tone mm-hmm. you know it's it's a lot more calm and more like story driven than than and than action yeah it seemed well that, that's what i got from the trailer is that what you got from the trailer too right yeah yeah but it it looked very it looked pretty interesting it looked pretty good mm-hmm. um and then then of course what the other day uh transformers yeah okay i did see that <laughs> yeah that one looks looks really really good dude i mean Q optimus prime voice <laughs> now autobots transform <laughs> and roll out i don't know if that translated all right <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good though. i think but people you, will get that <laughs> but yeah dude uh uh, Shockwave, Soundwave, Ravage, uh, Starscream, yeah. OG Optimus Prime. The only guy that doesn't look like the original is Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. Well, was Bumblebee even even an original on the cartoon? Yeah, he yeah. was. And he talked. And he had like the head of a sphinx with horns. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he had his, his head was a little like, I don't know, it had a little bit different shape to it than it does now. Hmm. It's cooler now, but then before, yeah, he had like this weird. It looked more like I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Giant Robot from Japan. It was like, because it was a J- Japanese. It was anime, right? It's not anime. It was a live action. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, it was pretty. That name is not like not, the is name it, is familiar, it, but as far as like putting a picture to it, yeah, I, you know, I don't have a concept. It looked very like a lot of these old Japanese robots like big monster robots had this uh i should look it up since yeah I have a computer on i think it was right a giant here. robot had this like like egyptian look they had these these helmets kind of like twiggy oh man that's before your time <laughs> you just keep showing your age oh, on these podcasts man. Yeah, mike. <laughs> mike i was born in 93 bro. <laughs> i know me man i mean and the transformers were 80s that's like that's what's killing me oh you're talking about this guy yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm talking about that. Hated that so look look at uh G1 uh Bumblebee and you'll G1 see like Bumblebee? where it kind of got came from. All right. So for those of you of you who are listening, I'm about to type in G1 Bumblebee from Transformers just to see how vintage that this looks and how different it looks from what the from the new movies, yeah. yeah. Let's see. So yeah, he has this like little cone head with horns. Oh, I see him. 
right? So he has that weird. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 And he, <laughs> That's way different. It's way different. Yeah. yeah. And I can see why they didn't do it. Oh, very smart right. on their part. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, he's, Bumblebee's the only one that really doesn't look like the original G1 or Generation 1 Transformers in this new movie. Oh, man. I can't wait. I mean, that's what I felt Transformers should have been when it first came out. Yeah. You know, but then I think about it, if it came out like that from the very beginning and it didn't do, it didn't look good. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, whether CGI wasn't as good as what it is now or whatever. Would I have liked it as much? I think I like it more be- since it started the way it did, and now yeah. we're going back to it. Yeah, especially because it's such a C- it's such a CGI intensive movie. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the trailer, it just it almost looks like a a cartoon more than a uh, live action until mm-hmm. they you know you start seeing the human figures in there. But yeah, it, it's it's but it's cool, man. I think it looks really it looks good. good. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah. For some reason, both of those trailers have just been like tugging at my heartstrings, and I don't know why. Which one? For um for for the Bumblebee movies, oh yeah yeah, you know especially the first one. I think it has something to do with that music. I don't know. It just makes well, me I, feel. I, apparently, music's gonna be. It's a, big a feel. Part. I mean, it, it it comes across as a like a authentic, organic, feel good story. Yeah, or a movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I usually don't like that feeling, but in this case, I'm digging it. But it still has the essence of it's what your the sensitive older. Side. The, yeah, that's how this I could be pretty sensitive. <laughs> hey, it's okay. So can I? <laughs> so it does have like the essence of what like Michael Bay did. It doesn't have all the crazy explosions, mm. but it does still have that, that those cool effects and the way they transform and, you know, the the running and tumbling and transforming at the same yeah. time. That, all that was still there, which is cool because I, I did like that. It kept the energy moving. It's uh, a refined feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's cool, man, because you, you recognize the characters. That's what I like the most about it. Mm. Hey, so in the Dark Phoenix trailer, mm. um, so they didn't have, have to recast anybody? I don't know. Did they? No, it was all the same from. Uh, yeah, but did they the keep game. it as is? Because I thought that that they had some some of the reshoots or something like that. Uh, they probably had reshoots, but uh, the main cast is the same. Okay. The okay. Okay. Because because like the deal it went through right for um well for Disney needs yeah to but I X-Men. think this was prior to it I think there's still I believe so yeah so yeah, okay. this still whole thing is still before the Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, whole business business deal. So yeah, I think it's okay. It's not that part of their. I don't. Know, I don't think they have a part of it yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because because as far as like the talent goes, I don't have have a problem with like anybody in Fox as far as the actors go mm-hmm. in the X Men films. I think feel like it's you a know, good cast. Yeah, I feel like really they're cast. all yeah, yeah they're solid. Yeah, you know, well, Michael Fassbender is awesome. Mm-hmm. And like anything he does, that chick from from um, from the Game of Thrones, mm. she, whatever her name is, who's playing Phoenix, I'm in love with her. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> well, nothing but good things to say. Yeah, hmm. yeah, cool. Well, um, hello everybody. You have made it to the ninth episode of the JadaCast podcast. I am Jordan. I'm Daryl. I'm Mike. How's everybody doing today? Good morning. Yeah. yeah. Changing it up again. Yep. <laughs> nice and energized. Got a monster right here. Oh, Been man, can you on do that in the morning? morning? Man, I'm like a zombie, bro. I yeah. think, you know, I think that my spirit animal is like a turtle or a sloth or something, bro. I just naturally, <laughs> naturally, and I'm super healthy, but I can fall asleep anywhere at any moment at any time. Like so. standing up during a business <laughs> meeting? <laughs> 
<laughs> so for those of you who are listening, so we had a meeting the last week week at our showroom. Um, I won't say with who. And, pretty big, uh, pretty big, uh, pretty meeting. big deal. Yeah, pretty yeah. big deal. It was pretty important. And um, so something that we do at our showroom is that we'll show them them everything <laughs> that we're trying to exhibit, and it's a long walkthrough. Like you know, the showroom it's pretty big, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of product. It's very cool to see. But me, I had only gotten maybe like four nights of sleep prior. And well, this tour is taking about about maybe like an hour. And about 45 minutes in, I'm in the very back standing up. And I swear, <laughs> I, I literally fell asleep while I was standing up. My knees buckled and everything. And I had to catch myself and make sure that nobody saw what happened. He's damn lucky I didn't see him fall asleep. Otherwise, he would have got the death stare from me. Yeah. Man. Oh, my God. I was in the very back. Nobody saw me. The people who we were showing around, they didn't see me, thank God, because, man, if I hadn't what caught myself and I just fell down flat, Yeah. well, that would have been a bad look. (laughs) I mean, you know, um, I could have said, said, said that I'm a narcoleptic or something like that. Yeah, you know, as my excuse. But yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, so you guys, I would have loved to see that. I would love to see the squirm and how, like, how you're going to try to get out of this one. I just laughed to myself like, oh, these guys. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? If it actually happened, I think I would have played it off and like have have pretended to still be asleep yeah. just so I could wake up ten minutes later and say and, and say like, oh, I'm narcoleptic. Just straight up like pass out on the floor. Straight up pass out. <laughs> so yeah, so like that anger, it turns it turns into worry and concern. <laughs> you know, was all kinds of crazy. Ah, yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. That's but um, yeah, but we're all good. all good so far (laughs) yeah but what i can't do is the carbonation like in the morning if Mm -hmm. i drink something carbonated forget i'll have heartburn really yeah it 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 ruins my stomach and how about you know at i'm a different point of day are you okay like like after after about noon once your body starts to get going yeah yeah once my body starts to get going you know it's it's yeah that's the only thing i mean this should be like a segment huh we should have like body talk like every episode, we're talking about something. Like either you guys are working out and whatever. Shoot, anatomy talk. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we should get back to it. Yeah, it's, that <laughs> segment has to work. Your brachialis. We're like, what's that? It's where know. you rub rub the baby oil on the rock's arm. Exactly. For <laughs> still trying to apply for that. By the for way, for those of you who saw last episode, was it the last one? I think two, it was two, ago. Two, two, was two ago. ago. Yeah, two or three ago, actually. Dude, dude, we're on episode <laughs> nine, but I feel like we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, it does. It's nine crazy. weeks going. Well, Is actually, time for weeks. a best of yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that. Maybe when that we get to ten, <laughs> yeah, maybe. And all of them is just going to be like Mike getting Jordan on like every single one. <laughs> I'm waiting for this one, like an Irnama. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got to put that in. Make shirts. shirts. We were talking about that the other day. Oh, about oh about the F. Brian shirts. (laughs) No, just well that too. But like just in general of all the little things, like the phrases that Mike gets you with, we just make T-shirts of like. (laughs) Well, Jada Toys merch coming soon. (laughs) Actually, I could start making them. I have. I could have a little T-shirt. You could. Yeah. Yeah. I could just make one-offs for every episode. That would be funny. funny. Maybe. Most of them have to be directed at that guy. Brian. Right, yeah. <laughs> just something just something that Brian did. Yeah, what I'm doing that just says, damn it, Brian. <laughs> uh, scapegoat for everything. <laughs> it's great. I love it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So before I forget, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so for the JadaCast podcast to be successful, we need the help and support of, of all of you listeners. Well, Daryl is pointing at our GoPro camera. What's no, up? the timer. Oh, the timer? timer? The, our timer went to sleep. Timer went to sleep. What kind of timer goes to sleep? Damn it, Damn Brian. It, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> that'll, be our, well, that'll be our first shirt right there. <laughs> cool. Uh, sorry. So, wait. Oh. So, the. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sympathize for Brian doing his thing. All right. So, yeah. Is it going to work this time? <laughs> All right. So, anyways, um, I forgot what I. Oh, yeah. So housekeeping. Um, so if this podcast makes you laugh, if this podcast makes you cry, if you get any type of value out of this podcast at all, do us a favor, like it, subscribe it, show it to a friend, we'll leave us a review on iTunes. We're also on Spotify. We're, well, we're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we're really trying to grow this thing and we cannot do it without the help and support of all of you. So... Yeah, so hook a brother up. And thank you to the guys who are, have uh, started from the beginning and are sticking with it. Yeah, we really appreciate that. All the OGs. Yeah. All the, yeah. Well, you're already I'm an OG, and we've only been doing this for nine weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's much appreciated. I think, of course, anytime we have an opportunity to kind of showcase a little bit about who we are and like some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for you guys to take a look at, I mean, really, it's just an additional form of content for everybody that's listening. Um, and we really enjoy it, so we, we, hope, uh, we hope that you guys enjoy it, too. And uh, speaking of OGs, um, well, Brian, so we were talking about a way to to reward people who are listening to full episodes of our podcast. And so how was it again? I forgot. Okay, so so for those of you who can't hear Brian because because he refuses to, because he refuses, he refuses to yell. the microphone himself. <laughs> we have the capability, but he just still refuses it. to do it. We're just making everything <laughs> negative. Damn it, Brian. All right. So so for those of you who actually listen to full episodes of our podcast, we're actually planning to give we're planning to do a giveaway. Of some of our diecast cars or figures, as to where. Um, okay, how does it go again? It's just I think just randomly at one point in the middle of the podcast, we don't know where. We'll uh-huh. just have a segment where we insert it, and we'll maybe talk about it. And uh, if you so if you want to know what the contest is, you have, you have to, to watch or listen to the podcast. Yeah. You have to watch or listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. but then they have to send us an email, right? Well, I guess the details would be in the podcast. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Like, so if we tell them too much now, I mean, it's. In, I mean, we in, might in not. We, we yeah. <laughs> we might not do it for this podcast, yeah, no, but okay. we, we. I don't know. Maybe the next one or the one after that. Or it might be in this one. You never know. Yeah. It might be in this one, but I, <laughs> but I probably should have had something prepared. <laughs> well, y'all know how I roll. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we feel. Yeah. So, all right. I think that that I'll have it. Well mapped out by next podcast, but you will be rewarded for listening to entire episodes because you're keeping our lights on with that YouTube money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, I haven't seen any of you. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Being oh, hopeful. Sorry. Being hopeful. Yeah. All right. So um, I think for for a first fun fun question is um, you know. What do certain classes of cars say about the personality of the person who is driving that car? For example, you know, if you see a Lamborghini, you know, but you're thinking like, okay, well, this guy, he's young, he's flashy, 
probably has a bunch of girlfriends, you know, this, this, and that. But if you see a guy in a Ferrari, but you're thinking like, oh, okay, he's he's a little bit older, refined, a little bit more classy and elegant, et cetera, et cetera. So when you guys see see certain classes of cars and then and then a certain type of driver who's driving them, what goes on in your mind? And it doesn't have to be presumptuous, but but you know, it could be be kind of fun and humorous. So the only one I really have that I can uh, say is, uh, you know, that that whenever I see one of these cars, I kind of think who the owner is Mm -hmm. and I think of their wardrobe and it's pretty consistent, at least out here in California. Uh It's a Corvette driver. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was going to have to come up. Corvette was definitely going to have to come up to Corvette drivers. I I mean, I've been to countless car shows where there's Corvette, like, uh, groups that that show up. Um, I know a lot of Corvette owners. Mm -hmm. And every single one of them will drive around in their Corvette with a Hawaiian print shirt. (laughs) 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 <laughs> i'm not saying everyone maybe about 99.9 percent of them <laughs> but no no they they, they it's it's that's it was, pretty accurate it's funny because there's was, a uniform for for a corvette <laughs> driver much. and i was talking to a guy i didn't know he was a corvette owner he was wearing a hawaiian shirt and then when he pulled out his keys because we sat down for dinner there was a corvette key on his keychain on his on his thing what do you I'm know like wow I, I didn't even see the car and he was i just saw the, the his wardrobe what he was wearing so I don't know. Hmm. That's my thing. That's the <laughs> you know that is definitely ninety nine point nine percent true. <laughs> I also feel like you know with the Corvette, the person who's attracted to at least the newer Corvettes, it kind of feels like like you know like okay I'm I'm about in my fifties, I'm about to put a like you know I'm about to cash in on the four hundred one k. Yeah. But I'm also going through a midlife crisis, it's and I want to feel young the again. Midlife crisis car. I it's think. definitely the midlife crisis yeah. car, and for that very reason, I feel like like it doesn't communicate that you're a real car guy, if you mm. know what I mean. Mm. You know, I mean, I mean, if you have a classic Corvette, yeah. okay, well then you're definitely a yeah. car guy. Yeah. But something about these new Corvettes, I like them. They're yeah. visually appealing. They're monstrous. But something about them is just like it's kind of like. Are you really a car yeah, guy yeah. or are you just having a midlife crisis? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, you can say that with like the, the, the Ferraris too. Like if you have the money, you don't know what to do with that money and you want something to satisfy that midlife crisis and you can get the Ferrari. That's, that's a good way to the, satisfy a midlife yeah, crisis, yeah. by the way. I mean, that's it's probably where I would trying go. To do. I, I would like if I was older, 50s, 60s and going through that, I don't think the Lamborghini, I, th- I would think the Lamborghini seems a little too young. Seems a little way too out there, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you go with a Ferrari. I think it's yeah, like it has that more refined feel. So that could be like the higher end of the midlife crisis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see that. I go after <laughs> Prius drivers. <laughs> Here's my thing. Okay. When I, I mean, for one, Prius drivers. I'm sorry. Upset me. They, they really upset me. And my thing is this, okay? For you to buy a Prius or just a hybrid in general, if it's not geared more towards uh, like hypercar status or whatnot, because these cars are now hybrid power, right? Yep. I'm talking like your Chevy Volt, your your oh, your uh, Prius. Like, yeah. Um, 
I would think that the certain makeup of a person that goes after those kinds of cars are naturally conservative to begin with. You know what I mean? Like they kind of just live life and, and go about it like very nonchalant, like drive or passion for to go after something. It, it's not really there. That's just my mm-hmm. perception of them. Therefore, like your personality matches the way you drive, I feel. Wow. And so when I see Priuses that are just driving hella slow in the fast lane or something, that's a representation to me of your personality and how you kind of go about life. What, what do you think is the reason why they buy it? Is it because they're conscious of the environment or just to get in that carpool lane with that HOV sticker? I'm sure I'm sure like that carpool, I'm sure that carpool thing plays a part of it, but I think it's, it goes back to like the conservative part of them. And, and I guess it's like, yeah. I think you, it's all carpool. Really? Especially out here. I think oh, it's because uh, they're okay, smug. I can see. And they like the smell of their own farts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think this is, you know, a lot of these Prius drivers, for some reason, always want to get into the fast lane and not drive. <laughs> not go fast. Faster. Like it's, the, the left lane is typically the passing lane, right? Yeah. Where you go to pass another car. So you typically would go a little bit faster than the flow of traffic. Not necessarily true with these guys because they want to get to the left lane. Now, if there's a carpool lane there or HOV lane, I don't know when it turned to HOV. (laughs) I'm confused about that. All of a sudden, I woke up and every carpool lane was turned to HOV. I was scared to drive in the HOV. I thought I would be getting a ticket if it was like a fast track or something. Yeah, exactly. So I I was kind of confused too. But once they get, you know, I've seen Prius drivers go from the on-ramp straight to the HOV lane like in – Cutting everyone off all the way through just so they can get there as fast as they can. Good luck, And then start driving slow. You know, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's crazy. I don't understand. I think it's it's mostly because they want, you know, especially with the traffic out here in L.A., they want to get in that that lane because they get that sticker to and they have that privilege fine i mean i don't blame them for that i still stand by my thing of like your personality and and things like that because dude if you drive if you're driving 25 in a 40 i'm sorry you kind of go about your life a little slow there's also that thing though like the car is recharging when you brake yeah yeah. so when you press the brakes on your 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 uh, instrument panel it shows you that the cars start charging so it feels like you got to be braking so you can save more gas. <laughs> that's horrible. So that's why it's kind of breeding these weird drivers yeah. because they want to save as much gas. So they hit their brakes and you see the, the meter going up and, and saying that they're saving gas or whatever. That's that's an abomination. Have you ever seen, <laughs> seen that new electric car? It just has one pedal. No. It's, no. A, um, it, it's like... I think it's a Chevy or something, but it's this new electric car. It looks like a like, it looks kind of like a pea, you know, a, <laughs> yeah, a green, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the vegetable. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like a pea. It's pathetic, but it has one pedal for gas and braking. Really? I think I think they're like pressing down on it. It's, it's just gas. gas, and then when you let go, it starts to break. It starts to break, and I'm like, that wow. doesn't sound like a good idea. Wow. I don't know what how I you, feel about that. Not yeah. like, what if you have to brake hard? Like, what if something jumps in front of you? I don't know how it works, man, but it's just one pedal. Unless it's all pedal. sensors. Yeah, here, let me look it up. It, That's crazy. One one pedal electric. Sensors, car. though. I, I mean, I'm, what do you feel about sensors? 
on cars, like the, the self-driving with the sensors. I don't like it. No. You don't? Yeah, because in like, our Escalade, if you're trying to, to park, yeah. and but you get too close to something, it just locks the car immediately, well, and you feel that jolt. It's, yeah. sens- it scares me. it's sensitive. Yeah, yeah. but then you, like, you start, start thinking about like like map sensors and O2 sensors inside the car. They go bad. What, won't, what, what makes it like these a lot better? Nissan Leaf. Oh. This, this, this thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. One one pedal apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah, about but, that. Yeah, but the uh, sensors you were saying. Yeah, so like if the sen- like sensors go bad, I know that the like a map sensor and O two sensors they because they're 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 picking up like soot and stuff that's in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go bad. Things happen to these, in a, and it's electronics. Electronics go bad. Yeah, not they don't go bad, but then like things happen to them. They're sensitive. Yeah. I mean, how much can you rely on on them, really? I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> give me, give me a good old fashioned V eight I mean, gas guzzler spitting all kinds of carbon monoxide into the air, yeah. taking years off of the planet's life. <laughs> That's all I need. Certain sensors are fine. I think when you're talking about around the vehicle for like safety features, but when you're talking about sensors for like self-driving. Yeah, autonomous uh, driving. Yeah, I'm not about that. No. Yeah, I don't like the autonomous driving. I'm not. I don't trust it. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, like I, some iRobot stuff. Yeah, trying to replace me. <laughs> well, that ain't going to happen. I mean, yeah. If you want to get driven somewhere, take public transportation. You know. Yeah. Well, why do you want want to do all this other stuff while you're driving? You know, like sleep and <laughs> and, and homework and, and knitting or whatever. I mean, it depends. I mean, if it's a long drive, if you have if you're commute, road trip, yeah. That's what Vegeta Cast podcast. Is for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shameless plug, no, dude. Yeah, I, that's where I listen to my podcast. It's all in the car. Mostly yeah. In the car. Yeah. Same here. So another type of driver, the Honda Civic drivers, especially those ones who mod the hell out of their cars and it still sounds like a lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> those guys, I'm thinking, you know, okay, he's probably in high school. Yeah. <laughs> probably tries tries to race Ferraris and Lamborghinis, but he only has 200 horsepower. <laughs> Stay out of my way. <laughs> That's, sorry. Picking That's a sorry. fight with everybody. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> Mustang drivers. <laughs> I'm staying out of their way because I don't want to get crowd killed by them. Yeah, but Mustang driver, well, me and you talk about this gun a lot. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, I think that Mustangs are dope and all, but it kind of feels You're like. You're still in the market for one, right? No, I'm not in the market for a Mustang. I thought you said that. Yeah, a you, mentioned, ago. you mentioned it a little bit a little while ago. So my mom knows that I kind of like them. Oh, okay. And so she had sent me. Made some listings, but they were of, of the four cylinder and V six ones, which mm. is just yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I have times times as to where I kind of crack under pressure, yeah. and I'm like, all right, screw this, I'm about to go and buy a Mustang. <laughs> I mean, because I could go and buy and buy a 2016 or or 2017 Mustang now mm-hmm. instead of having to wait up and save up to buy what you really want, the, yeah. a Q60, yeah, you know? yeah. But I would be betraying. Who I really am, you know, because because if you, you see me in a Mustang, it doesn't really go with me. If you know my my personality, my mm. style, everything mm. like that, it doesn't really go with me. Right. So like, it would kind of be be my cheap way of, of copping out in a way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I hear you. But I definitely think think that they're a dope car. But yeah. They don't will go with a guy like me, you know. But they go with you know that sort of. Be careful. 
<laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to the and they just come speeding through, through, through the wall in Jada, <laughs> crashing out of control. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, I, I dig Mustangs. We were and Daryl and I were talking about this about Mustangs and Challengers, just muscle cars in general. Yeah, like these, and, um, yeah, and they're they're. I mean, we like the style. They're looking good. They look. I mean, if whether or not you like the. Uh, the modern look of the muscle muscle car, where with the with the Camaro and the Mustang, or you like that more classic modern with the Challenger. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's there's so much to choose from now. I think it's awesome. I, I love I like the way the American muscle car uh, genre is going these days. Yeah, I love it for sure. Mm-hmm. And the crossover from where you see a lot of like the the Japanese style going into the American style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and vice versa. I mean, it's 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 really cool to see that. So, what is your your favorite example of that that well, you've seen so far? Oh man, when the the first example is the is um, John Sabal's Challenger mm. when he had that black Challenger with the Volk racing wheels. I think that was one of the groundbreaking times that that uh, the American car culture recognized that the that style is a legitimate style to go after if you you know for for the show circuits. <laughs> For the race circuits, for drifting. I mean, drifting also is kind of a big pioneer that helped do that crossover. Yes, it was aired out too. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it was. It looked cool. It's something that most muscle car guys wouldn't do, but it was embraced by like a lot of them. Everyone was like, "Yeah, that's kind of cool." Yeah. So that was a that was a cool groundbreaking, barrier breaking uh, vehicle. I think in Mm -hmm. the history of muscle car and. And car culture in general. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So shout out to John Sabal, by the way. Yeah. Like always, <laughs> he should bring it down. Yeah. We, and, we, and we should have a podcast uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might be able to get him in here at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you, Daryl? What about me? Um, that, <laughs> same thing I asked Mike. I don't know. I think. Uh, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of, and I've talked about it a few times too, you know, on the podcast in terms of like the crossover between yeah. between the two. Like, I mean, shoot, I drive an American truck. Mike and I were talking yesterday mm-hmm. of how like I have like this this desire to just put like TE 37s on my truck if I could find it, you know. You see, <laughs> like <laughs> that's just, but that's personally what I would do because I. I love JDM. I love the JDM culture to begin with, uh, and I, if I can infuse the two, I think that hot that that look is hot mm-hmm. um, because you don't even you don't see it on on trucks all that much to begin with, right? So for me, that's that's a no brainer. If I had a if I had a, an American muscle car Camaro Challenger Mustang, whatever, no question, I would be looking to do insert a little bit of that JDM part of me to to that car but that's also because kind of what we were talking about earlier it's just, it's also part of my personality mm-hmm. right so i'm a fan yeah yeah so like on, on the on the J- japanese side who is it pandem that made that body kit for the uh the nissan uh 240 sx probably i think and that, that looked like a challenger front end oh oh i don't remember that or it kind of resembled it might be yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is pretty sick. That's crazy. Well, so this says says it's a rocket bunny though. Okay, Rocket company, Bunny and Pandemonium. Yeah, same. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, so like that's... Well, you got to embarrass me for it. <laughs> so I don't know if that's taken directly from the style of the Challenger or if it's just from the old school Japanese, like, uh, you know, little race cars like the Celicas and the uh, the, the RX-3s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, when I first saw it, I was like, that looks very American muscle. Yeah, it's it's pretty monstrous, man. Yeah. 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 Another angle? Yeah. Hmm. I dig it. So is it a 240 S14? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So, there were, you know, it seems like, you know, both cultures are taking cues from each other and... and and you know that crossover is happening, and it's, it's and it's cool. I think it's it's I think it's a really good way to help promote the industry, so that it's not just segmented. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, bridge that gap, people. All yeah. Right? Okay. World War Two ended already. Yeah. We could all be friends. <laughs> you know. Hmm. Right. So which and so who would you say from like each group is the most fiercest in their the loyalty? The JDM. Or like American Muscle, who would you guys say say has like the most loyal, diehard fan base? Uh, I have to. My personal answer is the American fan base. Yeah, the American Muscle Car fan base. Why so? I feel like because for the longest time, it's always been about like the horsepower. It's been about the the engine, the big block motors and all that stuff. Right. And and so I feel they get like very, very passionate about it. So if you were to talk to like a Dodge guy versus a Chevy or a Ford guy, they like defend that honor with like a lot of passion, you know. Um, But when you're talking to a JDM fanboy, you're like, Nissan's dope because they have the GTR. Mazda's dope because they have the RX-7. Toyota's dope because they have the Supra. It's not like, ah, it's GTR or nothing, dude. Like, those other ones Mm. suck. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So that's my perception. No, I think that's actually, that's that's a really good... uh, I, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, with, with these Dodge guys, they're they're hardcore Dodge Mopar guys. They, they don't. That's all they're about. Mopar or no car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it's they they are loyal to their brand for sure. Whereas you know, in the Japanese side, I think they're they're more loyal just to the Japanese car industry mm-hmm. because they. I, I think they. Yeah, it's it's it's. That's exactly what Daryl said. And if you take a look at it, there's like a pony car. There's been a pony car war within these three companies, Dodge, Chevy, Ford themselves, right? Yeah. But like in the Japanese world, um, not so much, I don't think. Yeah. It's I not mean, like directed towards each other, you know? I, mean, I think a lot of the times it was the, the – I'm not sure if this is correct. I don't, I'm not a historian on, on, you know, Japanese car racing. But, you know, a lot of it was – uh, them the Japanese trying to chase after the American car races and you know do something similar or or you know compete with them and that's where we got a lot of the vehicles and and if you look at some of the things the cars that they have done in the past they look very similar to American cars like uh, like I think the Celica and and the the Ford what the old Opals and the all these other cars they all kind of look the same because they're all trying to compete in those same races. Um, and so it seems like, you know, Japan has always been the one trying to not copy or catch up, but like, like they're taking the cues and doing their thing and trying to mimic what's happening in the U.S. 
I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I'm not really that that versed in in that kind of in that history. But yeah, that's what I was when I was reading about it. I think that's that's the kind of thing I was getting from it. Hmm. Like if you like the G, 2000 GT, I think that race car was built to compete against like some of the other. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the cars, the American versions of those cars were, but or the, actually I was trying to compete with the European, like the Jaguars and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So you can see the the similarities. Like the DNA is almost there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, but you know, if we're on on this topic of cars, you know, um, the biggest event in the automotive industry is is only a month away. Oh my gosh! Jesus, uh, oh, yeah, I know it's about to get real. I get anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> and what is giving him him anxiety is SEMA, which will be taking place in Las Vegas, and we will actually be there because we're there every single year because we're cool like that. <laughs> so so could you guys guys explain to like explain to like everyone out there why is SEMA such an important event to us and the industry as a whole? Um I we view SEMA internally as just a big PR push for us. Um I think just f- from the standpoint of continued exposure to further cement ourselves into the industry, keep up with the relationships that we currently have with partners and also make new relationships, form new relationships. So that's kind of how we see it internally. Um, I think as far as why it's important to us, in addition to everything that I just kind of mapped out, personally speaking, it's like the, it's the biggest automotive show aftermarket show that goes on year round uh at least in in the states right Mm -hmm. so as a car enthusiast that's automotive like heaven Mm -hmm. all the biggest companies are are there they bring out all the coolest car bills it's all there it's impossible to cover that show in a full day yeah i don't care how ambitious you are you're not gonna do it i've tried (laughs) it's you can't do it um as big as jada is even though we're in this industry, deep in the in this car culture, in the in the um, aftermarket industry, we're not a household name in that industry. Right. So you, there's still companies out there that don't know who we are or what we do. So we're out there making connections, getting people to know us, because that's where all that uh, the industry that we play in is. They're there, so we want to make sure that we our presence is felt there. That's why we attend. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we tend because we want to make these relationships with all these aftermarket companies because that's that's what we do yeah as in our in the car department at least yeah uh, so that's and then on the business end we want to make these relationships just in case we want to become partners with some of these people yes you know there's a lot of companies out there that are getting popular that are starting to grow and uh, uh, that are building really cool cars and you know if we're there we can uh, meet with them Make it a, make a deal. Say, hey, let's let's you know, let us build your car in diecast form. Um, maybe something will happen, and then a, a new line will come up. That's how how new products are 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 created, and that's what we do there at SEMA as well. Yeah, and to further elaborate on the point of it being more of a PR push uh, for us, multiple media outlets are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the biggest editors in in car culture, I think, you know, that cover anything from aftermarket to to stock and and things like that. Um, they're all out there. So that's also another opportunity for us to align ourselves with publications or you know stations like that. Um, TV shows. Yeah. TV. Should we see an opportunity to do so? 
Um, so that's another, another angle for us. Um, but just in general, like it's, like I said, it's, it's the biggest aftermarket automotive show. It occupies all three halls of the Las Vegas convention center. Um, it's, it's a week long show and you're out in Las Vegas with good food and cool people (laughs) and cool cars. cars. So most, more importantly, um, so it's work, uh, but it's also it's also a good time. Definitely something that we we look, have fun with. Mm-hmm. And every year we kind of talk about how we can continue to push the envelope envelope a little bit further uh, from a from a PR standpoint. And so for this year, we actually have something pretty cool in mind. Um, we're still working on finalizing, so we can't really speak to just yet. Mm-hmm. But stay tuned because yeah. it's pretty it's pretty awesome. One of the other things that we do because it's the after the uh, the 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 biggest aftermarket show in the world, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, what we do there also is um, look at the builds, all the cars that are that have been uh, built just for the show. It shows the most innovative vehicles, the most new styles, uh, the trends that are happening, yeah. and we get to look at and see, you know, what we can adapt, you take from there and put into our toys because mm. there, there's you know things are evolving quickly. And what's also interesting though is because is when we Back when we started Big Time Muscle, for example, we put these big old rims, you know, really thin tires. People were clowning us. You know, they're like, man, those are that's not realistic. You know, who's going to put those? What are those in real life going to be like 25 inch rims? Now you go out to SEMA today. Mm-hmm. You see exactly those time type of cells. That's yeah. what people are doing now. You know, it's it's trippy <laughs> because it's like, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know <laughs> we, we we do things and you know we do things that we think will look cool you know we we labeled it the jada style we you know it's what we want to see in a car it's not necessarily what's out there sometimes we do what's out there sometimes we do do our own our own body kits and sometimes we do crazy modifications where don't may not seem realistic at the time but you know now they're doing it, and then it's it's kind of flattering. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't get it directly from us, you know, because everything that you see when you create something is you know bits and pieces of other things you've seen. But I, I think just the the fact that now that that that, that style it kind of just justifies that our look was you know something cool. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, shoot, like how how like some of the the deep dish rims that we had on our on our twenty four scale diecast. If in real life they would be what like about twelve inches deep or more, yeah, and people were like, "That's ridiculous." Now we're seeing like twelve, twenty-four, like really deep dish rims on the back of these some of these muscle cars. Yeah, and it looks awesome. It does. <laughs> it looks crazy. Yeah, and those same people who was talking all that <laughs> are probably <laughs> are probably going out and buying our stuff too. I bet. <laughs> we would hope so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's fun. It's, it's a fun show. Hmm. Your first time? It'll be my my very first time at SEMA. Yeah, yeah. It, well, like it'll actually be be my first time in Las Vegas since I was like maybe ten years old. Really? You know? So yeah, you know, oh. I haven't been. We'll make sure while. to put you up in Circus Circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Circus? Oh wait, is that that one oh, where like you told gosh. me like you know a hooker was getting murdered or something? Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> I was in a room at Circus Circus. I was the only one in the Circus Circus room, and it wasn't in the hotel, the 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 high rise. It was in these bungalows that were like across the street. <laughs> a bungalow just sounds bad. Uh, it, the, the carpet was coming up oh. and everything, and um, the my neighbors in in the hotel, 
I just heard like at three o'clock in the morning, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. They say you shouldn't sleep. Stay up as much as you can. And I'm like, what's going on here? And I hear someone walking in the hallway. It's like, I can't believe I almost got shot. I'm like, what's going on here? What is this place? You know, I'm like curled up in my blanket. I'm like, ooh, shivering. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was crazy. But it was fun. I mean, it was an experience. Are you going to finish the story? I, I had what? Well, am I going to go over next door and say, "You guys all right?" No, I'm not, gonna, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> just, just the fact that you hear somebody through the opposite wall saying, "Don't sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep," and they were screaming at the top of their lungs. I'm like, and these the walls were thin. It was, it's you can hear maybe three rooms down. That's how thin these walls were. Oh, it, it was it was crazy. That's rough. <laughs> it was rough. I mean, yeah. I was, believe Mike was like the only one at Circus Circus too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was the only one. Yeah, I don't like, even. Were you on punishment or something? I had no idea. I don't even know. I don't know what happened that year, but I think the rest of us were put up at like Palace Station. Or yeah, something. yeah. You guys didn't have much better, but yeah, I was yeah. in this one room. But yeah, it was crazy. We're good this year, though. Yeah, yeah, this year we're good. I made sure, made sure of that. Yeah, <laughs> don't let them know where where we're staying. Oh no, yeah. no worries, we're not. But we're we're good this year. It's definitely a non-circus circus. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still like that? I don't think. I think so. Right, you're the one that frequents Vegas more than the us. Circus hasn't changed much. Yeah, I don't think they tore down those things, but it's still there. The, mm-hmm. Those little bungalows. It's like a three-story building. Like, and there's multiple buildings. They they. They look like apartments. Mm. So it's, it's kind of like you know uh, the affordable. I, I, I don't know destination of hotels. I, once you to go to me, Las it Vegas. feels like that was just uh, the more the overflow. Like once they fill the hotel, hotel, which is actually not a bad hotel, mm. they put you out there because nice. we we did book late. We tend to mess around and book late. <laughs> <laughs> we always just try to we're just looking for a challenge really yeah <laughs> oh that's oh so that's what procrastination means to you. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i work better under pressure that's what i say hey mm-hmm. man hey, if out. it's if it's never if it's never bit me in the yeah i'm not gonna we're, curse we're on this but out and we already have our, our accommodations so we're good oh yeah <laughs> we prepared this year yeah hey man i'm just a passenger i'm gonna just see what happens oh. while i'm there how long are you staying up? Uh, the same. Th- however long that, that. No, he I'm is. saying the whole. I'm saying nine days. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, we're we're um we're there like a day after after you guys get there, uh-huh. and then I think to like Wednesday or Thursday oh, or something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I don't, I'm not looking forward to staying nine days, but uh, I got yeah. to. Yeah. I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Vegas for nine days, dude. That's too long. But hey, good food. Yeah. Enjoy it. I have family out there. I can go visit them. This is not too bad. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Hey, do you plan plan to dress up for a Halloween since, since we'll be there over Halloween? Two times. We've been out there, what, the past three years and it went over Halloween, right? No. Not recently. No? Mm-mm. I thought the last time we went out there was Halloween and we went to Gordon Ramsay's fish was and chips. Yeah. Dude, that was the year something happened with the schedule and you guys all left and I was there by myself. <laughs> and that was like your birthday. <laughs> yeah, dude. Whoever put that list together like messed up hard. I was, I was there by myself. I had to get there at like 8 a.m. I was chilling at the booth. Hey, guys, how you doing? It's just me today. Oh, man. That sounds sad. It yeah. was pretty sad. But, yeah. But Brian, Brian has it under control this year, right? Right. 
<laughs> I saw the I saw the schedule. I saw the schedule. I think yeah, we should be Brian. good. <laughs> All right. If I hear anything bad in my hotel room, I'm gonna blame it on Brian. <laughs> You got a hotel room? We got a party pad. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you throwing me under the bus like that, Mike? You wasn't supposed to know. So it's called the uh, party pad. Uh, I don't know. I can't say anything. No. Look, yeah. I don't know what's going on. But yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds fun. Well, um, you know, I don't have anything left. And uh, I feel like that's a good way to end today's episode. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all got anything else? We got red vines in the room that I've been eyeing this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. That looks pretty super good. Super fresh. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna do do your red vine straw thing? No. Why you not? said it's weird. Yeah, it is weird, but I, but I thought it was weird. Just Damn it, Brian! Out of, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> out of a red vine. Well, do it for the fans. Okay. All right. All right this for is for fans. everybody that watches the YouTube videos. He is about to get a red vine. And put it in his water, which is being served out of a coffee cup for whatever reason. It's water. It's not coffee. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, he will use it as a straw. Yeah. You just bite the two ends. It's a straw. Which is a horrible flavor of water. You don't is even it? taste it. You don't taste it? No. You know, you, is that weird? Maybe your taste buds are dead. I don't think so. Is, is I just had in and out yesterday. That, that was like the greatest thing ever. So oh, that'll awaken anyone's taste buds. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. All right. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> that's how we sign. Cool. That's how we sign out from now on. <laughs> hey. All right, everybody. Um, so be sure to like and subscribe. Um, follow this podcast. Um, you could find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, and YouTube. And um, that's all I got for today. So uh, I will see you next week. I'm Jordan. I'm Daryl. Mike. And peace out, guys.